Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, before I hop into today's episode, which I'm so excited about, I have something to share with those of you who are raising girls as well as boys, or maybe you want to tell your girl mom friends about Christian Parenting, who is the host of this podcast, has a new resource created by Tara Madsen. It's a parenting guide helping moms raise confident daughters, and it's a resource that will help you keep a loving, secure connection with your daughter while helping her to be confident in all that God has created her to be. The Helping Moms Raise Confident Daughters courses are made to equip you for every age and stage of your daughter's journey. And what's cool is they have options for different age ranges. Currently, they have one for second and third grade girls, third to fifth grade girls, and sixth to eighth grade girls. So you can visit cpguides.org to learn more and purchase the course made just for the agent stage of your daughter's journey. Again, CP as in Christian parenting, cpguides.org. Find out more over there. This is such a topic so near to my heart, as you know. I'm raising kids with a secure identity based in truth. It's so good. If you've got daughters or know someone who does, be sure to go check it out. And now we will get into today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I am so glad to have you join me as we wrap up the month of May and head into the summer. Uh, I just love hanging out with you and I hope we can continue to meet like this all summer long. (laughs) And I know summers get so busy, but I have a lot of good stuff ahead. So I'm really excited. And today is extra special to me because I get to share from my new monthly series where I'm um, just imagining that we're sitting down over a cup of coffee or maybe going for a walk. And I am sharing my heart from a chapter of my book, Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Now I've shared one of these at the end of each month since January, and your feedback has so encouraged me. 
to be honest, I was a little bit nervous because previously I had done mostly interviews, um, but you guys have said such nice things. And I know that this content is important to you because that's why I wrote the book to start with. I chose the 12 topics that I thought moms of boys needed the most. And today we come to an extra special chapter, which is all about raising a son of character. Now, if you've got daughters too, or you have friends who have daughters, I do believe that this is pretty much relevant across the board. So this is for uh, sons and daughters, but I'm going to be sharing from chapter six, which is called Aiming High, Teaching Noble Character. And this is a topic that has been near to my heart for a long time, well before I had kids. And that'll come up here as I open the chapter. Um, but many of you know that after writing Boy Mom, I got so much feedback, more feedback from this chapter than any other chapter, and a lot of questions about some of the things I share in here. And that inspired me to create my online character training course, which I launched in the summer of 2020. And I have been opening the doors to that course two or three times a year since then. But I took this last spring off so that I could do some updates and add to the course. I was also, of course, finishing um, a book manuscript that I had to turn in. But I really poured a lot of time into working on the course. And I'm so excited about the timing of today's episode because on on June 15th, that's just a couple weeks away, you will be opening the doors to the character training course for a really great summer sale. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that at the end of this episode, but just trust me, there is so much good stuff in there. And whatever age your kids are, whether you have sons or daughters, um, I think there is going to be something in there for you. And I cannot wait to share it with you. So for now, we're going to dive in. I'm going to open up with a quote from Billy Graham that I love. And it says, the greatest legacy you can pass on to your children and grandchildren is not your money or the other material things you have accumulated in life. The greatest legacy you can pass on to them is the legacy of your character and your faith. And I think you all know that those are the two things that I focus on the most in my parenting and my heart to share with all of you is character and faith. And so um, I'm going to dive in and as I usually do, I'm just going to kind of read to you from the opening of this chapter and then I'm going to chat through, pull out some highlights, just kind of talk story as we say here in Hawaii. And then hopefully you all have a copy of the book or can listen to it on Audible and then I would just love to have you join me in the character training course. Now, for those of you who are already in the course, you know, I think that you have lifetime access. So anything I add to it, all these updates I'm talking about, you have access to all of that. So you're in for life. And if you get into the course this summer, you will also have uh, access to anything I add over time. I just love to continue to improve and build on this course and just make it a place that you can go to over time as you hit new seasons, new stages, you need new resources. I will keep all the resource lists updated and just keep adding really helpful and fun and encouraging uh, content. So let's dive into chapter six of Boy Mom, Aiming High. So I say, if you've ever met a teenager or young adult who made such a positive impression on you that you just stood there thinking, wow, I want to meet that kid's parents, then you'll understand the heart behind this chapter and really the whole book. Before medical school and before we started our family, my husband spent a few years coaching high school soccer and doing youth ministry. I was teaching school and helping him with the youth group. During those years, we got to know a lot of young people with a wide range of character qualities. 
Some impressed us. Others, well, not so much. I began taking mental notes, hoping to find some consistent patterns that would help me raise our future children to have excellent character. The teenage boys who impressed me the most were comfortable talking to adults. They made eye contact. They looked for ways to be helpful or encourage someone else. They didn't seek attention, but gladly put the spotlight on others. If I had to sum it up in a word, I'd say they were gentlemen. These teenagers were not necessarily the top students, star athletes, or the most popular kids, but their very presence spoke of a remarkable inner strength. Their behavior seemed to rise naturally from a place of genuine humility and depth of character. Well, I went out of my way to meet the parents of these kids and ask them questions, and sure enough, I found that most had some things in common. Though they were not alike in all ways, some were married, some were single, some worked outside the home, some did not, I learned that the parents of these character-rich kids took their parenting role seriously. These adults chose to be present in their children's lives even when it took extra effort. They drove them to activities or opened their home and made it a fun place for kids to gather. I also heard these kids mention their parents' input when they talked about life decisions or things they were facing. I sensed that these teens truly respected and appreciated their parents. So from that time on, I set my mind on becoming an intentional parent one day. I knew I wouldn't be able to control everything. My future kids would have their own personalities and a free will, but I also recognized the opportunities I would have as a parent, and I was inspired to challenge and equip my kids to be rich in character. So that is the heart, and that is I can still remember, and I still have those experiences where I'm talking to a young adult or a teenager, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, you are like a bright light right now. You are like a breath of fresh air. And I'm sure many of you listening know what I'm talking about. And that is just a quality that I love to come across. It just encourages me, and it reminds me that, yes, we can still raise amazing kids, even in the world today. Well, I go on in this chapter to kind of talk a little bit about even the history of character. I say, is character still relevant? Because really, historically, character used to be a big focus in our culture, in schools, in society. People were really focused on character. And I I did some research and I I found that a historian named Warren Sussman in his book, Culture as History, um, said that the word character peaked in the 19th century. He says, character was a key word in the vocabulary of Englishmen and Americans. It was so important to society that it was promoted as an essential component of a person's identity. But as we all know, things have changed a lot in the past many years, and our culture has shifted from a focus on virtue and character to a focus on self and material possessions. And Sussman wrote, the vision of self-sacrifice began to yield to that of self-realization. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about when you think about our our selfie society and how much you hear people focused on influence and personality and outer perceptions rather than a nobility of heart, mind, and deed. So it can be a little bit sad to think about that, but just I want to remind you and me both that that doesn't mean we have to accept that for our children. We can still raise young ladies and gentlemen who will embrace and appreciate good character. And I still believe that character is good for our kids and will make a difference in their life. And we'll get to more of that in a minute. But first, I just paused here to define character because uh, 
I had a conversation with my husband when I was writing Boy Mom, and I was asking him, you know, what, how would you define character? And he's like, well, everyone has character. It's what kind of character they have that matters. And I laughed because it's true. The dictionary defines character as the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. These may be good, bad, or anywhere in between. So I like to talk about A.W. Tozer's definition of character, which is the excellence of moral beings. And that's really my heart. That's what I want to see is excellence um, and integrity and all those things we think of as good and godly character. Now, character is so much a heart issue. Behavior alone is not what I'm talking about when I talk about character. And I, I suggest here that most of us know kids who grew up in a strict environment that had a lot of rules, right? I'm sure you can think of somebody like that, even somebody you grew up with like that. And these kids might go through all the motions of obedience and they can put on a good show with good manners, but it's all external. And these are the kids that you might hear about growing up. And as soon as they get some freedom, they go a little crazy. They go off the deep end. And I think we would agree that's not what we want for our kids. I say Raising a son who knows the rules of behavior may get you through a dinner party, but it will not get him through life. So our goal shouldn't be to raise a kid who can act good, but one whose heart is good. And yes, I have taught my boys plenty of appropriate behaviors. I definitely want them to be gentlemen. I still teach them to open the doors for girls. I want them to shake hands with people when they're introduced, all those things. But I really try to put more of an emphasis on the heart than on their actual behaviors and outside actions. I love that John Wooden's quote, which you've probably heard before, but he says, the true test of a man's character is what he does when no one's looking. A person's character will definitely be revealed by his behavior, but it's determined by the thoughts, intentions, and attitudes behind that behavior. So we as parents want to focus on our kids' hearts. And I know that's hard to do because we're not in there, right? They have a free will. And so we have to find ways to encourage and inspire them to really start with their heart. Jesus said, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So to raise a son who embraces noble character, we want to begin with the heart. And this is going to happen through, you know, it's not going to be a quick thing where we sit down and talk to them and watch them change quickly. It's going to happen through modeling, through daily interactions, discipline, training, and of course, a ton of patience and endurance on the part of the parents. So uh, in chapter six, I go on to talk about the early years. So I know a lot of you listening have young kids, but I love to talk to parents of young kids about character because this is the best time to start. There is so much you can do in the early years to just begin to train kids to have manners and to have good behavior. And though you may not be really reaching their heart in that way, I do believe that starting with some of those good habits will help open the door to their heart as they grow up. I go on here to talk about manners and how manners are an excellent way to teach the core attributes of good character to young kids. And I think most of us would agree. I mean, when kids are little, 
pretty much across the board. Parents naturally just teach things like to say please and thank you. Uh, But as kids grow up, it gets a little more challenging. We don't want to stop with the please and thank you. We want to continue to be intentional about teaching how to interact with others, how to behave in certain situations. And I think it can be a lot of fun. And we're going to talk more about that in a moment. But I go here into the idea of manners and how, once again, manners are a behavior, but really what we want to do is teach kids that manners are mostly about being aware of others, being thoughtful. Jesus told us that the greatest commandment was to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And then he said that the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. So yes, the heart behind manners is to love our neighbors. And I talk in here about Emily Post, who I remember from my childhood. I don't know if any of you remember Emily Post being one of the most well-known authorities on manners, but she said, manners are a sensitive awareness of the feelings of others. If you have that awareness, you have good manners, no matter what fork you use. And I just love that. That was super refreshing for me to hear from an expert like Emily Post. Well, I go on to talk a little bit about my boys and how there's no doubt, and I've confessed this many times before, but when my first boys were young, I took a lot of time to teach them manners, to kind of instruct them in how to behave in different situations. And my youngest son came along at a really busy season. Clearly, we had three kids. We were homeschooling. They were getting a little older and busier. And that was also when I started writing and doing some of my own work. So life was busy, and I don't need to give you all the excuses, but I really didn't focus as much on training him, on teaching him character. And I share here a humbling moment when a young man who we're good friends with came over, and he had been away for a while, and he came back, and he spent some time with all of us. We were all kind of hanging out in the kitchen. And after observing the interactions between all the boys and us, the parents, I think at one point, Levi just like demanded that his brother get him a glass of water or something like that. And this guy said, you know, with, jokingly, but there was some some truth to it. He said, so am I correct in noting that the level of entitlement goes up with each of your sons? And we all had to laugh. But then later I thought long and hard about his words and that there was much truth to them. And this was a great reminder for me to keep working hard on building character in my youngest son. And even as I record now, I'm still doing that. So character training can be done in those early years throughout the day. And this is just a a fun way to make character training natural in the home. And I like to talk about doing it by just using character words. It's, It's so easy to react to things our kids do by just saying something like, you know, would you clean up your mess or quit being a slob or don't hit your brother. And and we parent all day long, right? But to look for opportunities to use some character words. And I recommend doing this by first just teaching a word. Teaching a word simply like responsible is an example I use here. Talk to your child when they're little. Maybe read a book that has somebody who's doing something responsible in it and use that word. It's a big word, but they can understand it. And maybe pull out the definition of responsible. Just kind of make that maybe the word of the week or the word of the day. And then look for a chance to make it practical for them. So maybe instead of saying, pick up your stuff, put it away, you might look for an opportunity to say something like, hey, I know you want to grow up to be a responsible young man. Part of that is 
taking care of your things. So let's practice being responsible and let's put your toys away. So then with that word kind of on your mind and out there now, you can look for other opportunities to call that out in a positive way. Hopefully you might say, oh, I noticed that you turned off the light when you walked out of your room. That was responsible. Or you might have to correct them again and use that word responsible. So it's just a matter of being intentional about the words you use. It's really not even a change in the things you're probably teaching or correcting. It's just trying to use those character words. Okay, then we go on to older kids in character, which I know if you've got tweens or teenagers, you will agree with me that things just change. It gets a little more challenging, or maybe it's not more challenging. It's just challenging in a different sort of way. But there's no doubt that we should continue to focus on and work on our kids' character into and through those teenage years. I quote here, one of my favorite quotes, I've put it on Instagram and you've probably seen it before, but I love it. It's by theologian N.T. Wright. And he talks about virtue, which I just kind of equate to character. He says, virtue is what happens when someone has made a thousand small choices requiring effort and concentration to do something which is good and right, but which doesn't come naturally. And then on the thousand and first time when it really matters, they find that they do what's required automatically. Virtue, he says, is what happens when wise and courageous choices have become second nature. Oh my goodness, I love that quote so much. This is what I want for my boys. I want them to have to do the work, the practice, the daily you know, grind of, of making good choices, even when it's hard, so that on that thousand and first time, they might do it naturally. Now, we have to remember that we are all sinners. We have a side that, you know, it's, it's a Christianese word, but we call it the flesh. There is a part of us that will always want to go back to doing what's easiest, doing doing what's quickest or the shortcut. We don't want to do the hard work of developing character, and we can't blame our kids that they don't want to either. But if we require that, if we teach and train and talk about it and require it of them, then we can hope that when they aren't in our presence, when they're off on their own and they have to do something hard, they're going to make that right choice. Now, I think it's fair to acknowledge here that the teenage years are hard. I mean, growing up is hard. We can all remember that. And there are times where we need to extend grace. Our kids might be going through a rough season. They might have some mood swings, which most of us can remember going through. And I absolutely believe in encouraging and and giving grace to our kids as they need it. Though, I also really want to call parents up to stay in the game, to not give up and think, well, I taught them when they were young and now it's up to them. I say your job is still just as important all the way through the teenage years. Now, as our kids grow up, I think if we're honest, most of us have at times kind of drifted away from thinking about the heart and worried more about the behavior. I know that oftentimes we can be like, oh my goodness, what will people think of me if my son does this or that? And here I am, I'm, I'm writing about parenting and podcasting. And so I have that temptation too, to worry like, how my kid's behavior will reflect on me. But I really encourage parents to try to keep your focus on the heart and to realize that there is grace for kids. Anybody's kids can make mistakes, including mine. But I know I remind myself often that the most important thing I can do is pray for my kids' hearts and keep talking to them and use those opportunities when they do make a mistake 
to lead them back to the grace that is theirs and and to the reason we need a savior because we're all going to make mistakes and that they can be quickly forgiven and extended grace by God because of what Jesus has done for them. So that's a conversation in our home. And that's what I encourage parents to continue to have with their kids. Now, next I get to talk a little bit about character training because this is where I shared the story of something I did with one of my sons when he went through a rough patch in his teenage years. Now, since this book, I have shared that this was my sweet Jonah, who some of you know from the Truth For Youth podcast. And so you're like, what? Not Jonah. Uh, No doubt. Jonah is a young man of integrity. He has so much character. I adore him. And if you take the character training course, you will hear an interview uh, between Jonah and I where he shares this same story. He answers some questions about his experience because there was a time in his early teenage years that we just went through a rough patch. Uh, He he was never rebellious. Thank you, Lord. And you know, none of my boys have turned away or quit loving God, but there was just a season where there was just a critical spirit. There was just some, um, some frustrations with things that how he interacted with family members. And I say in here that sometimes he would walk in the room and it was like this dark cloud came with him and we were all walking on eggshells like, okay, so who's he going to criticize now or what's, what's next? And I just didn't like that environment. And so I had talked to him about it. My husband and I had been talking, I had been praying. And then, um, I just woke up one day. It was actually right early in the new year, and I had a new idea. I love to think that God gave me this idea, but I realized that this son needed to be inspired by somebody outside of mom and dad. And that's often the case for kids as they grow up. They do need good influences outside of mom and dad. And so I was thinking of the things that inspire me. What are the things that make me want to be better? And I was like, well, I was starting to listen to some podcasts then. I had seen a couple good TED Talks. I was blogging. And so I was like, oh, I could think of a couple really inspiring blog posts. So I literally jotted down a short list of resources, things that were right off the top of my head. Oh, and also I should include some good books that had chapters that were really focused on character. And then I happened to have a fresh blank journal. So I went to Jonah and I just said, you know what? I'm going to assign you something new that I want you to do every day. This is in addition to your devotions. He already spent time, you know, reading the Bible and praying. And in addition to your schoolwork, I want you to spend 30 minutes every day um, either watching a YouTube video or a TED talk or reading a chapter of one of these books or a blog post, you know, whatever you want from this list. And then I want you to record what you do in this journal. And in the character training course, I go a lot further into how that looked, but pretty much I just asked him to make sure he writes the date, what he did that day, and at least one nugget that he got from whatever he did. And you might be thinking, and did he just say, okay, mommy? No, (laughs) he didn't. He didn't love the idea at first. Of course, his first question was like, well, are the brothers doing it? Because we all want fair, right? If the brothers aren't doing it, why should I do it? Um, But we don't play fair in this family. We just say, you worry about you. This is an issue we're having with you. And so, no, actually the brothers aren't doing it right now. However, over time, I ended up really using the same uh, approach with Levi that I'm, I'm working on it right now, actually. But all of this to say that at first he's like, okay, I, you know, he, he liked reading somewhat at that point. So he, 
spent a couple days and I would check his journal. I said, this isn't a private like journal journal. This is like the kind that mom checks. So don't put anything private in there. But I would look and I saw the date and I saw him write, you know, a chapter or a TED talk or something. And then just a couple words. But then over time, as he continued to do this, he started writing paragraphs and sometimes pages. He was so inspired by whatever he listened to or watched or read. And then over time, I would see like note cards with a Bible verse hanging above his desk or with a good quote. And then he would take these same books that he was reading for his character training time, and I would see him reading them throughout the day. And as many of you know, Jonah became a voracious reader. He loves theology and philosophy and and just really um, all of the things that help him build character in his own heart. Now, he wasn't completely consistent as much as I said, you'll do this every day. He did it most days of the week. And I think I had initially said, and you'll do it for the next year because we we get pretty ambitious as parents. I don't remember how long he did it consistently, but what I do know is that this developed a new pattern, a new habit in his life of, of really appreciating the inspiration of others and really working on character development himself. Instead of being told what to do by his parents, he began to embrace it and it began to change him and our entire family. I remember him walking into the kitchen and I'd kind of look over and notice that he was kind of quiet. And before he spoke, you could tell he was thinking, what do I want to say? What's the right thing to say? And so I believe with all my heart that this little daily practice changed everything for our family. And it still does because we're still turning to a lot of those resources. And yes, in the character training course, there's a whole lot of other things. But um, at the end of the course, I do give a resource list, not that first one that was just off the top of my head. I've done the research and developed a really great resource list of um, inspiring character resources for tweens and teens. And so that's in there. And Jonah would say without any doubt that this was transformative in his life. So um, that's really where I wrap up the chapter. And I do offer at the end of the chapter, a list of qualities of noble character, and there's 20 of them. And I will offer that to all of you as well. So if you go to show notes, you'll you'll see a place where you can leave your name and email address. And even though you may not have the book in front of you, you can get that list of qualities of noble character. And I do hope you can read the book as well, because there's a lot in that chapter I didn't get to cover today. Um, But you guys, character is so important. And as I talk about, especially in the character training course, character is going to be the key to most of the things your children want and that you want for them. I'm talking about being a good student, about having good friendships, about doing well in sports. If you study any excellent athlete, you're going to see that to get where they are required a ton of character. Character qualities like hard work and discipline and humility and grit and determination um, to, to excel in school or even just to do well enough to get by. Character, character, to have a good marriage. Oh my goodness. All of you know, if you've been married or are married, there's a ton of character required to have a healthy, strong marriage. So in the character training course, I have lessons with um, slide videos where I walk through from the foundations all the way up till character training. We talk about things like how adversity is the fuel for greatness. What to do if your child is going through a challenging season, or maybe this might be my favorite. What if you're 
kid doesn't have many challenges. How can we bring some challenges into their life? Because I really believe that they need that in order to grow strength and grit. Uh, we talk about consequences and um, discipline. We talk about uh, choices our kids make and how we can coach them through making better choices. We talk about friendships. I've got Wendy speak with me in there talking about anger in parenting and how we can really work on that so that it doesn't get in the way of our character development in our kids. Um, lots of guest interviews. My most recent one is something I'm super excited about and you'll have to come back in the next couple of weeks to hear more about that. A fun surprise. It'll, it's somebody that will be on the podcast and is in the character training course interview section. Um, so, so many great downloads. I've got downloads of character inspiring movies, character inspiring books. I've got downloads of uh, Bible stories that highlight great character that are super fun to read with your kids. There's just so much in there. So this is, of course, my little plug to say, I hope you can take the character training course and I hope you can read chapter six in Boy Mom. And now before I close, I'd love to say a brief prayer for you and your kids and their character. So join me. Lord Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you for the people who inspired me, for both the young people, the teenagers and young adults who just impressed me and inspired me before I ever had kids, and also the parents who went before me who I could look up to and say, wow, well done. I want to do what you're doing. And those who mentored me and coached me in the books that I read and all the things that have inspired me uh, to really want to raise kids of character and to want to encourage others to do the same. God, thank you for all the kids represented by the moms listening. I pray that you would be working their hearts, that you would inspire them and encourage them, that you would give the mom strength to parent well, to train their kids in manners and discipline and to really inspire them to have good character and also to just love them and be patient as it takes some time to build these things for sure. So Lord, we commit our kids to you. We ask that you watch over them and that you guide them, that you lead them into good friendships. You lead them into the best influences that they might grow up to be like a tree planted by streams of water whose leaves do not wither, that just bears so much fruit in season. God, protect them um, from the evil one and encourage them. And God, help us to be parents who have kids who were just so pleased to launch into the world knowing that they have godly character. And and Lord, I'll, I'll add here, I know that for some of the moms listening who are like, my kid right now is not showing me any good character. God, I pray that you would encourage these moms to not give up, to continue to pray, continue to love on those kids, and to continue to trust you. Because ultimately, our kids do have a free will, and we can't control them. God, we can only do our best, and then we can rest knowing that um, that that's, that's all we can do. So we commit them to you wherever they're at right now, and we ask for your hand to be on them, to guide and lead them, and give us the strength to continue to parent well. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, thanks for being here. This was such a joy to share this topic with all of you. And if you haven't put your name on the interest list for the character training course, you can do that at monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. And I'll be talking more about it here, but you don't want to miss it because the doors will only be open for one week starting June 15th. So thank you again for all of your uh, ratings, reviews, for being a part of this community. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.